Today on the news and why it matters, uh, Matt Lauer hits back against rape allegations. Also, is Hillary running again? Oh, her latest video is making people wonder. Got a lot coming up and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Stubergear of the Glenn Beck Radio Program. Thank you. Uh, sporting his mm -hmm. snazzy Blaze Media mm -hmm. jacket. Yes, this is, they're like, you should wear Blaze Media stuff. And I'm like, okay, this is the only thing that's a jacket, so it's the only thing that's warm enough to be in this room with. Mm -hmm. So I've worn I'm really jealous. Mm -hmm. I need to get me a Blaze Media jacket <laughs> so that I can make an excuse for wearing a jacket <laughs> on set. Uh, we have a new to the show. Yeah, Tad Papafopoulos, I'm just here <laughs> to give you a liberal perspective on everything that we're gonna talk about because you guys are so bent on the right. I have Trump derangement. People have no idea who I am when I don't wear a hat. <laughs> He's not wearing a hat today. We were like, how are people going to know who he is? No He's not wearing idea. a hat. Chad Prather back in studio. And, but for real new to the program, uh, we have Catalina Loff. Did I say that correctly? Yes. Okay. Yes. Catalina Loff, she is running for uh, Congress, Illinois, 14th District. Yep. 14th District. Right. And um, you are being portrayed as the anti-AOC. That's right. Is that, how accurate is that? <laughs> well, it's accurate. It's, I'm anti-socialism, right? Okay, okay, good. Uh, and if you are elected, you will actually beat her record of being the youngest congresswoman? Yes. Yeah. Wow, right. wow, that's awesome. Well, we are happy to have you. Uh, we've got a lot to get into, but first we want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. So apparently there is, what, two-thirds of Americans who just walk around in constant pain and think that that's just going to be life forever? It's never going to change. That's a really sad sort It's a of thing, really, right? really depressing statistic. Yeah. Is that that's you? <laughs> I know. Hey, look, I got to I got to give testimony to the relief factor thing because you know I deal with the gout in my ankle, yes. all the inflammation and yeah, stuff yeah. like that, yeah. and I have not had a problem in a month with this. Really? So yeah, I got to give a lot of credit where it's due with relief factor. It's worked for so many of us here at the studio. It's worked for me with my back problems from the car accident. It works for Glenn, uh, who was in severe pain. Uh, Jason Buttrell was in the military, and so, you know, his knees don't work like they used to anymore. It's working for him as well. It's 100% drug-free, and like Chad said, it targets the inflammation in your body, which oftentimes you're like, oh, crap, that was the root cause of my pain. I didn't realize it. Uh, so you can try the three-week quick start pack. 70% of the people who try that go on to keep ordering it. It's working for that many people. It can work for you. It's $19.95. Worth the money, I would say, to, uh, to see if you can get out of pain because if you do, it is life-changing. You can go to relieffactor.com, get that quick start pack. That is relieffactor.com. Um, so... I want to talk about Matt Lauer first. Now, I want to be very careful how we, uh, how we discuss this because it is obvious that like, these are allegations. They are unproven. We don't know what the real story is. So let's talk about just kind of how this has transpired. So Ronan Farrow, is, uh, he has a book coming out called Catch and Kill in which he talks about this woman that alleged that Matt Lauer raped her um, she was anonymous. Now she is not. She has come out. Um, and so her name is Brooke Nevels. And so Brooke Nevels apparently has alleged that Matt Lauer, Chad, mm -hmm. Matt Lauer had her in his hotel room in Russia during the Olympics. 
brought her in. Okay, what was okay. it? So here's the thing. It, 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 look, rape is a strong word. Let's just go out before we discuss this. Rape is a strong word, but yeah. the accusation is indeed rape. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're in Russia, and apparently he invited her to his hotel room because mm-hmm. he had her press credentials. Okay, so she came and got her press credentials, apparently. Well, hold on. She got her press credentials, then left. Then left. Then she invited, then, he invited her and back. And she came back. Yes. The accusation mm-hmm. is that he got physical, pressed her up against the wall, threw her down on the bed, then asked her if certain acts could be performed on her, uh, asked her if she liked these certain type of things. Her allegation is rape. And apparently then when they came back to New York, they had another episode of so-called consensual sex, mm-hmm. at least by Lauer's definition of this thing. So there are a lot of too, things. On, on, her, on the follow-up one, she's saying it was consensual too, right? Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. I just want yeah. to make sure I understand. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. This accusation of rape, and I understand we're living in the age of the Me Too movement. When you start diminishing certain words, whether it's racism, mm-hmm. rape, all of these things, they start losing their meanings for true victims. And this is one of those things where, while I think that Matt Lauer is, is garbage, and, and based on the accusations we've heard in the past, I mean, the guy is, is really a trashy human being. I have a hard time with a lot of the narrative that's being promoted on this thing. Matt Lauer hit back pretty hard on this thing, and I almost kind of go, hmm, uh, while he is admitting his own guilt in certain things, I sort of want to agree with him. Yeah, this. It, it is it is interesting, uh, Catalina, because she does now she says that she told him no, but her first reason for saying that it was non-consensual was because she had had too much to drink. She said it was non-consensual in the sense that I had had too much to drink. Mm-hmm. Does that trouble you at all? I think honestly, there there's only one truth there and there are only two people involved in that. And I think when we start trying to, um, not look at the facts of what actually happened, uh, we get into a spot like Chad saying where, uh, people might be accused of something that they haven't done or, and if in fact, um, things weren't as, uh, they, as she claims it it were to be, well, that's a huge issue because you are diminishing the what the ac- what actually happened if it did or it did not. So, I think it needs, we need to look at the whole story there. And I mean, if he's fighting back and saying that it, it didn't happen, look at the Brett Kavanaugh situation, right? Um, so we need to look at the whole story. I think, but yeah. Still? I mean, look, they're both accusing each other, so there's at least one false accusation somewhere. Right. right? And we know that. Um, you know, look, I, I think I'm, I'm with you. I, mean, I don't think Matt Lauer is a good guy by any means. I mean, he basically admits he's not a good guy, though he doesn't admit to this particular uh, crime. Um, you know, it is, uh, we have to be very careful, right? There's, a, there's, a, there's the presumption of innocence here. Mm-hmm. Um, Ronan Farrow makes eight. There's a lot of allegations in this book. Probably the most, look, the, you have these situations that there's two people in a room. Yeah. And we don't know what happened. And it's very difficult for any of us to understand the dynamics there. And that's for that's why we have a legal system, right? Right. But take, taking it out of that part of this uh, of the accusation, Farrow basically says the reason why NBC killed the Harvey Weinstein story is so they could hide the Lauer story. Mm. And, I mean, that is a massive development. I mean, if he has legitimate evidence of that, that is a... A, a nuclear bomb on new NBC News. If they killed the Weinstein story so they could protect their own talent, who they also understood had massive allegations against him at that time, that's way beyond journalistic you know, uh, yeah. malpractice. Mm-hmm. That's a huge problem.
I think you tweeted something last week about the Chinese lady who came out against Harvey, Harvey Weinstein, and yeah. there was a, kind of an op-ed opinion piece on her experiences and, and how she had a non-disclosure agreement and got like $220,000. And you made a great point. You said, if this is news and you have facts on this thing, then report it as news. Yeah, this is a really, it's a really scary thing that's going on. And, you know, there's, look, I think Harvey Weinstein is beyond trash and hope he goes to prison for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said... Uh, if you're the New York Times and you have the resources of the New York Times, you do news coverage. Yeah. Releasing a major accusation of a crime as an op-ed column is completely inappropriate. Right. Uh, it is insane, right? I mean, uh, anybody can make an accusation in an op-ed column. And what the New York Times, when they have no evidence of it, can just say, well, it was just an opinion column. Yeah. That's crazy. It's, it's one step above. It's a glorified dear diary. Yeah, It's exactly. a blog post is what it is. Yeah, I mean, that's, not, that's completely unacceptable for an organization like the New York Times to do. I mean, I, I, I think it would be wrong for... This, uh, you know, this like going on Twitter and just putting that stuff out there is yeah. irresponsible for The New York Times to give it the credibility of their paper, whatever that credibility is, <laughs> is is beyond crazy. Right. Like the someone accusing someone else of a crime, then you cover what you can go and the news can go and, and pick it apart and ask questions and look for evidence. And that's how you cover a news story. You don't just take one side's allegations and just print it without any question. That's that's right. not how journalism is done. Um, So Matt Lauer uh, apparently called the, you mentioned this, Chad, he responded, he called the allegations outrageous, categorically false, insisted that his previous years of silence have been a mistake. Now he says, I ended the affair poorly. I simply stopped communicating with her and Brooke continued to reach out. Obviously nobody knows what happened. But under that circumstance, it seems like there would be evidence. You could find, exactly, that's what I'm saying. So you could, yeah, we could find, if he wanted to vindicate himself, seems like he probably could do that. Um, So obviously we don't have the facts. It would be a really, really interesting uh, way of dealing with things if you really were guilty to come out that strongly against her and then make the point that within a year of claiming that he sexually assaulted her, she was out trying to sell a book about the affair. Mm -hmm. Matt Lauer was the one who said that. So... It would be very interesting uh, uh, to see, but Catalina, I, I feel like it's a sad state of affairs um, that the Me Too movement has kind of led us to now instead of, you know, trying to, oh, we have to believe all women, we have to believe all women. It seems like the public has kind of shifted and said, okay, you know what, I'm, I'm immediately cautious of any sort of allegation because we've had too many and a lot of them have not ended up meeting the criteria, the standard of actual sexual assault. Absolutely. And I think and as women, mm-hmm. right, it's it's very tough because you want to believe and you want to support. Mm-hmm. And if something horrific did happen, then uh, you, you obviously want to um, understand that. But again, when it is diminished or facts aren't there, well, who is championing the, per- the man that might have not done it. Mm-hmm. And again, it's a really scary time when we're not looking at the full facts and we're just blaming and we're not looking at it from a legal perspective and, and innocent until proven guilty. And that's, we need to change that narrative. Yeah. Yeah. One of the big things that would be great that if it came from the Me Too movement was to be encouraging to women to say, if something like this happens to you, you need to go to legal authorities as fast as possible. Immediately. Right. And Immediately. Like, uh, we hear all these terrible stories of women who say, well, like this happened to me, but I was embarrassed and I thought everyone would would, would blame me. And, you know, I, if we could get people to believe that that wouldn't happen, that would be a good outcome here because there's just no way. 
for a book or an op-ed column to come to justice in these situations. Mm-hmm. It's not possible. We have a legal system because we need one to be able to go back and forth and see, you know, real accusations and and real evidence on real crimes. Right. Uh, and I don't I don't know how you get like, you know, things like how does someone in you know how do how do normal people who want to do give justice to a woman who was potentially mm-hmm. raped here like we all do everybody here does everybody in the audience wants to give justice to her if this act, if this happened um, however how can we possibly do justice to her when we can't look at evidence we can't do anything mm-hmm. the legal system is there for a reason you're asking us to say to believe your story which it may very well be true mm-hmm. but we're asking us to believe the story when we have no other evidence, and the only evidence we do have is your admission that you went back to him afterwards and had consensual sex. Yeah. Like, that sounds bonkers to me yeah. as, as an action yeah. after you were raped by a person. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, if it did happen, and it could have happened, I mean, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean it didn't occur, but we have to be able to have actual evidence and a legal proceeding, not only to give her justice, but also to give him. He's a U.S. citizen. He gets the same protections under the Constitution, even if he's a dirtbag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, back in a minute. We don't have sex, kids. No, <laughs> yeah. Just we need to go to that demolition. Before we get back into the conversation, we want to thank our sponsor, Candid, Candid Company. Uh, I know it's it's already October. So believe it or not, the holidays are right around the corner. And I know there are probably a lot of you out there who maybe you go through the holiday season, you like take closed mouth photos. You're like, hmm, well, everyone else is smiling really big because you're embarrassed that maybe you don't wear your retainer anymore. You got braces a long time ago and you don't wear your retainer anymore and your teeth have shifted and you're really self-conscious about it. All right. You got to listen up. You can get a photo-ready smile now with clear aligners from Candid. Uh, Candid's aligners can help straighten your teeth faster than regular wire braces. Oh, and also they don't look like really bad in your mouth because you got this big wire and people are like, hey, brace face. You don't have to do that. You can have them be invisible. Uh, it takes six months on average. It's a little personal, isn't it? Uh, on, on behalf Not of that Sarah I've ever Gonzalez, heard that. I would like to issue an apology <laughs> on behalf of Blaze TV and Blaze Media for no. those of you wearing braces. I, I wore headgear. Mm. I wore I braces I for several years. That was me, okay? So I can relate. And what I'm telling you is it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, you can get an experienced orthodontist who is licensed in your state, and they create a custom treatment plan for you. They send you everything you need in a kit. You do it at home. I, I did it. I did it. I've had some shifting. That person who stopped wearing their retainers, it was me. It was me, and I'm getting it fixed through Candid. It's really easy. Uh, they send you everything you need. You do the impressions. You look like a complete dork in the privacy of your own home doing those <laughs> impressions. You send them up, and then they, uh, they send you back the, the aligners, and it costs 65% less than braces. Do you need to hear anything else? I don't think so. You can go to uh, candidco.com slash why. Use promo code Y to get $75 off. That's candidco.com slash Y. Use that code Y to get $75 off. I'm telling you guys, you got to do it. It's super easy. Um, All right. So every day, I feel like this week, we've talked about what's going on in Hong Kong with uh, China. um, And let's see. What what, what did we talk about yesterday still? What was it? It was Uh, the NBA. NBA, right. So so China was mad. Because Adam Silver, NBA commissioner, yeah. 
somehow defended Daryl Morey, Houston Rockets. Which he barely GM. did. I, I, I still don't see it. His, his written statement really didn't seem to defend him, um, yeah. though his, his, his spoken word statement was a little bit more aggressive, saying, like, look, you know, people have to be able to have their own opinions, which is fine. I don't think mm-hmm. that's – I think that's – an appropriate thing. If someone wants to stand up for communist China, you can stand up for communist China. That's and they made it sound like he was like, listen, we have a First Amendment here and everyone's allowed to say whatever they want. China's a little, a little sensitive. Yeah, it really are. So, uh, so China has, they stopped showing the NBA preseason games. Um, well, now, last night, there was a husband and a wife holding free Hong Kong signs at a preseason NBA game in Philadelphia and they were kicked out out of the stadium. We have a clip here. Let's watch it. Six and one. Josh Richardson and Michael Scott both back in for the 76ers. back in for the Which you find incredible. Yeah, yeah, the guy works out clearly. Uh, But I mean, this is this is this is not this is not happening in Beijing. This is happening in Philadelphia. Here. The 76ers of yeah. all of all right teams. down the street from the Liberty Bell. Right of all teams, the 76ers. Um, so apparently, they had their pro Hong Kong signs confiscated by NBA employees. They were escorted out of the entire facility, um, and they just said the apparently the people who escorted the husband and wife out said, "Don't give, don't give me a hard time." Yeah. Come on, move along. Nothing to see here. Incredible. I mean, really it, incredible. This is in, as you point out, Philadelphia. This is where the Constitution. <laughs> Uh, the Constitution Center uh, yeah. is in Philadelphia. The Liberty Bell is in Philadelphia. It's their first capital. Like this is this is you know it should not be a place where it's controversial to stand up for democracy. Um, and, you know uh, the idea that you can't bring there. There's no rule in the NBA, by the way, for fans to not be able to bring political signs yeah. uh, or make political statements. Um, you know they could make the case, I guess, that they were playing a Chinese team. Um, so there was the the thought of like, are they? You know, I don't know. I guess they give their excuses. They were harassing the team or something, but they weren't. They, it doesn't seem like they did anything disrespectful. Uh, other than is any up. member of the team uh, some, somehow a government official of China? I don't think so, okay. because that's what we're complaining about, to <laughs> yeah. be clear. And right. the NBA knows it. They're making it, trying to broaden it to all people in China to make it look like their position is moderately defensible, which yeah. it is not. Uh, but it, it's, I mean, the fact that this is happening in Philadelphia is, it's amazing. I mean, the power that China has yeah. over the NBA and so many aspects of our economy is scary. It does seem weird, Chad, because there are, you know, for all of the social justice warriors who come out and talk about how terrible capitalism is, completely silent mm-hmm. on, on the NBA's relationship with China. Right. Yeah. I mean, that would be a really great. Hello. It's all of us capitalists here saying, hey, guys, you, you kind of got to pump the brakes, maybe put human rights abuses over money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Th- those people are silent. OK, so if you want to look at capitalism, I mean, to its true form in terms of professional sports, the NBA is the most expensive thing that's out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you try to go to an NBA game. They're the most expensive ticket that's out there. It's absolutely ridiculous. Try to buy one of those jerseys. It's absolutely ludicrous how expensive these things are. So it's all money, 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 money. Now, 
You take China. China is, going, of course, they're going to air the games and stuff. China's a big market for the yeah. NBA. So, again, now you've, you've gotten to the point where they've even issued a statement. ESPN has come out and said yes. that our broadcasters aren't allowed to even talk about the Chinese government while discussing the Chinese government. So it just shows you right there when you start pulling those purse strings and start pulling it back, that's the whole issue that what, that what we've got. And, and look, your social justice warriors that are out there, you should be out. I mean, if anything, if you are about social justice, mm-hmm. you should be for oppressed people. Right. Mm-hmm. And the people of Hong Kong are having their rights stripped away from them. They've been in the streets for months now. I mean, if you go back and you see what these folks have dealt with and, and how it is increasingly getting more and more violent, and we're talking about the issue of a basketball game here, mm-hmm. that someone can't even come out there and say, free HK. Right. Yeah. I mean, as benign as that is, it's not an, an up yours, go to hell's kiss my or F the NBAs. It's none of that. It's just free HK, free Hong Kong. And, I, you know, of course, in, in typical Asian fashion, they're wearing their H90 masks. They don't want to breathe any of the NBA air that's in there. So that's that's great. They got, you know, they're in this kid in the headband. I don't know what's going on. With a little Greta Thunberg right there I, in the black Hamburg headband. Catalina. It's just, <laughs> I think it's just so like unnecessary, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, to, to ask, escort them out and make this whole thing about it. I mean, the fact that now it's dominating the, the, the news and, and it's a contentious, controversial topic now. It's like, let's go back to the facts, right? Let's go back mm-hmm. to actually what's happening and let's go back to what matters. I mean, the, the, the idea that they had to make a spectacle about this whole situation, I think, is just, I don't know, ridiculous. Why do you think it is that the average American just, I feel like there's a disconnect between the average American and what is actually taking place in Hong Kong. It's like nobody knows the history. Nobody understands what's going on. Is it the media? I mean, are we just stupid? I think, no, I think I think number one, right? There's so there's so much happening right now on our in our own country, mm-hmm. and so much on a national perspective <laughs> when we're talking about um, culture and also on the policies, right? I mean, we have a president who um, is the House trying to impeach him. Like this is that's unbelievable. The mm-hmm. fact that this is the conversation that's happening from a national perspective, I think it's really tough for everyday Americans to then go a, a step further. And then also look at what's going on globally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chad. Communists, <laughs> communists ruin everything. They really do. And you know, the, the Chinese. Look here. I, look, folks. Try to take a Bible to China. Mm-hmm. Pack, pack some Bibles. If you don't, if you don't understand what's going on over here, mm-hmm. get you a suitcase. Pack you some Bibles. I mean, don't try to do it'd that. It would be easier really. to just read about it, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 and, and, and just yeah. And, <laughs> and fly. Get on an airplane don't and fly into China. <laughs> And when they when you go through their customs and they and and I want you to see what's going to happen yeah. to you, you're going to be arrested because this this is what we're talking about. Right. When you talk about stripping free speech, when you talk about talk about stripping rights, when that's why right now we're seeing a greater show of patriotism amongst protesters in Hong Kong than we are in our own country right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a nation that's burning flags, these people are holding them up and saying, "Hey, you know, we the people." Yeah. They they're they're wanting. They're wanting in their own country what we have in a city like Philadelphia. 
And I, I, I would like the, the criticism of a regime that killed 60 million people to be so easy that everyone would come out and condemn them. I, I feel like it should be on that You'd side think. of it. Right. But I'm even okay with the NBA saying, you know what, uh, look, we're not a political organization. Obviously, anyone can have their own opinions, but we're not going to get involved in politics. Right. I'm even fine with that. Right. The problem right. I have with the NBA and the way they handled it and multiple owners is they didn't do that. They actually defended China. Yes. Like, it was this wonderful place that did great things. And it's like, that is way beyond. They they they. They made the opinion that the Chinese government is a terrible, terrible, terrible regime into something that should be dismissed. Mm-hmm. I, you know, there's that story on, on The Blaze about ESPN not really talking about the Chinese. I don't mind that. Mm-hmm. I want to go to ESPN for sports. I don't want right. them talking about Colin Kaepernick. I don't care if they don't talk about China. But if they go the other way and say, you know what, China's actually Disneyland, <laughs> that's where I have the issue. Yeah, that's a huge problem. All right, back in a minute. Although, if they're not going to talk about political specifics of Hong Kong. Don't talk about Catalina, before we go into overtime here, uh, make sure to tell everyone where they can find out more information about your campaign. Sure. So head to CatalinaForCongress.com and then follow at Catalina Lauf on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that. That's awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Those of you who are Blaze subscribers or uh, are listening on the podcast, don't forget about overtime. We've got overtime coming up next. Um, also, I don't know if you guys noticed. Hello, I'm wearing a snazzy little News and mm. Why It Matters t-shirt that you also can get if you go to uh, shop.theblaze.com, also shop.blazemedia.com, whichever name you want to use. It's there. Either way, you can use uh, the promo code Sarah10 and get 10% off of your purchase. Um, there's what? There's Chad Prather. Apparel yeah, you can too. actually get a swimsuit that has my face on it that says party, it's it's party time, Mom. It's, it's very weird. weird. <laughs> I want like a cult following just to get into this whole, and it's white, which is provocative. It, oh, wow. oh it is. It's like You're pushing all the envelopes. It's Josh. all the dudes in the think tank every day. Oh, they're trying to come up with these genius ideas that aren't good. <laughs> Go get it. But, but buy it anyway. Shop.theblaze.com. Overtime starts next. <laughs> Up next. Enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Update on uh, the impeachment inquiry. Uh Uh-oh. A couple different things. Uh, It has now been uh, discovered that the whistleblower had a professional tie to one of the Democratic presidential candidates. Um, of course, I don't think that we had heard before that it was a, like a professional tie. No, so, yeah, that is new today. Uh, although, again, I still kind of want to know what it is. What it I is, mean, like, right. They like, went to you, Kinko's once together. Right. Like, I don't like, know what that is. Working, like, yeah. like, yeah. But it's, a, it's supposed to be a CIA. I'm very confused. Yeah. So it's supposed to be a, someone in the CIA, right? Um, at least the first in, intelligence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, what kind of professional ties would they have to one of the candidates, right? Yeah, even a consultant or something. I mean, yeah. that's kind of what you get out of professional tie. But I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I feel like we have still to wait a lot and, of yeah. unanswered questions. Also, crazy coincidence that uh, Nancy Pelosi's son has business connections with Ukraine. Yeah, I think there's like four sons now <laughs> that are out there, and I can't remember who the fourth one is, but it but, uh, slips my mind. But obviously we've got Hines, Chris Hines. Mm-hmm. We have Hunter Biden and now Pelosi's son. And mm-hmm. apparently there's good business over in Ukraine if you don't know. You don't have to know anything about the gas industry at all right. and it's very lucrative i'm i'm getting a resident i'm getting a resume of non-experience together right now 
<laughs> and I'm not tied to anybody professionally. Uh, well, Donald Trump has responded to Nancy Pelosi in a letter about the impeachment inquiry. He said they are not going to cooperate. Uh, the inquiry is constitutionally invalid and a violation of due process. And in the nation of our in the history of our nation, the House of Representatives has never attempted to launch an impeachment inquiry against the president without a majority of the House taking political accountability for that decision by voting to authorize such a dramatic constitutional step. He said, given that your inquiry lacks any legitimate constitutional foundation, uh, the executive branch cannot be expected to participate in it. Catalina, are you sure you want to go out there? Are you sure you want to go to the swamp and have to deal with this crap? I, you know, I think when I when I think about my district, right, and, and the constituents, people are not, that's not their everyday topic mm -hmm. that they're mm -hmm. concerned about, right? I mean, they look at just what is going on and it's just, let's talk about kitchen table issues, right? And I'm glad that President Trump is pushing back now and actually uh, defending himself against Pelosi and, and the rest of the, the, the people who are trying to push this because at some point this has to end. Mm -hmm. uh, let's go back to actually what matters, what the administration is doing in a positive way and how we're gonna continue the successes of this great economy. And moving into 2020, let's just go in with, with what matters, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Stu, does he have a point? Does um, Trump have a point? Well, it's, I, I don't, it's, this one's really, like, messy. Mm -hmm. um, I think both sides are sort of lying on this one. Um, they're both kind of fudging it a little bit. So, first of all, the, Johnson was impeached uh, back in the day, and he did not have a vote um, to, to get the inquiry started. They actually impeached him before they even came up with articles of impeachment, yeah. which is a weird, <laughs> kind of doing that one backwards. Yeah, a little bit. Um, however, the, the, the modern tradition is very clearly you have a vote beforehand. Um, the Democrats are trying to say, well, now these committees have the power to be able to do this without a vote, which seems to be maybe technically true, but, you know, it's really just a way to avoid uh, for example, let's say the Illinois 14th uh, district. Um, if you had a Democrat there that maybe didn't want to put their name on this because they might lose to a Republican in a Republican right. district, mm -hmm. yeah. this clears them of any of that responsibility. They don't have to say, yes, I voted for Donald Trump's impeachment. Right. Um, it kind of, it's, it's, it, that's what she's trying to do. She's trying to maintain districts like the one you're fighting for. Right. But I think at the same time, right, like the, the, um, the current representative in the Illinois 14th has already come out and, and, talked about impeachment. I mean, mm -hmm. I came in right when she called for it. And so I th there's one thing to show a hand in a vote, but it's also the fact we know where everybody stands yeah. on this, mm -hmm. on the Democrats, and they're already, they've already uh, kind of destroyed themselves yeah. in a lot of way in Republican districts. Yeah, I don't think ours. there's any Democrat that has stood up and said no, yeah. uh, with the exception of Tulsi Gabbard. I think Tulsi Gabbard yeah. is the only one I've heard that has said no, it's not it time to And that didn't go well for her. Uh, no, well, well, I mean, I think she, she got some respect for treating it honestly. Carolina, darling. My name is Nancy Pelosi, and I am, this, I am the Speaker of the House. And if you are elected, I, we you and I are going to go. We're going to shop at IKEA together, and I have a guy who will put the furniture together and everything. You're going to love living on the hill in Washington D.C. And if we can do anything to help you, whatsoever you call it, Nancy Pelosi. I hope you have better advisors than to let you come to a show like this. <laughs> I hope, I hope. <laughs> that's going to be the plan. Uh, so 2020, let's talk 2020. Uh, Bernie has now come out and said, even Good. though he's had his heart attack, he is going to continue on. 
Poor Bernie, man. I feel terrible for this guy. I mean, don't you? For, I legitimately, like the guy had a heart attack, right? Yeah. Uh, he's trying to recover from a heart attack, and I mean, I haven't heard many people talk about this, but his uh, his uh, daughter-in-law, who was a doctor, she was like, you know, a really accomplished. Uh, a doctor, uh, she went at Dartmouth, um, wound up dying of cancer on yeah. Saturday. What? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't which, hear that. Yeah, I know. I, of, I'm course you, of course you did. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I feel, you have to feel, uh, this is, a, it's got to be an impossible yeah. moment for Bernie Sanders. But, you know, he, he came out and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I, I'm not going to, I'm going to change the way I campaign. I've been, beforehand, I've been doing three or four right, meetings a day. Less. It's like, if you're president, I think you have to have at least three meetings a day, right? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. kind of part of the job. Oh, you, you mean it doesn't stop at the campaign? I'm pretty sure you have to keep working. Oh. Yeah. Huh. I, don't, I may I, need to, to let him know that. Yeah, this isn't, you know, look, I don't, I don't think he can do this. I mean, I, I, it's sad, and I, I think, I mean, I think he'd be a really terrible president right. if he were to have won. You hate to see him going through all of this. It's a terrible time for him. I mean, I, I don't know how you'd even think about campaigning in the middle of all this. Yeah, that's tough. And I think it, but it was such a, such a proud moment, I think, in modern day politics when people actually did reach out and on on the other side of the aisle mm-hmm. and said, look, I'm so sorry this happened mm-hmm. and, and really have sympathy for somebody uh, going through that. And so I think we need to focus on on taking the politics aside mm-hmm. and recognizing that everybody at the end of the day is, is human. And and I especially when the conversation is so divisive, uh, I thought it was it was great that people were, you know, obviously um, giving him condolences and, and just saying, I'm sorry. So. Yeah, I mean, that's my thing. On a personal level, um, yeah. I don't think he has a chance of getting the nomination. So this is right. no political bias that I say this, but on a personal level, I'm like, yeah. someone close to him needs to tell him, like, hey, your health is more important than becoming yeah. president. Can you please just come home and rest? And it's, you know? it's a tough job. I mean, yeah. you're out there hours yeah. a day. You're, you're working hard, and, and it's... I don't know how people, I don't know how these guys do it. I mean, like, we said it's about Trump. I mean, like, the guy's in his 70s running around all these states and flying on the plane constantly, and you're staying in hotels. You're constantly in unfamiliar territory. Right. I I will say this, too. Like, you know, as a guy who uh, likes my baked goods, uh, you're back every (laughs) single time you go back before these these speeches. There's just these tables of, like, muffins and cookies and... And, you know, I have no willpower whatsoever uh, over my life. So you just go by and you're just constantly like, we were there. We were in Iowa for one weekend last year. I put on like 20 pounds. <laughs> I don't know how these guys do it. Yeah. Just, I, no, none of it matters. Look, I, look I, I tweeted as well my my thoughts and prayers, mm-hmm. whatever, however I worded it to Bernie. Of course, I was told I was insincere, but I, I wasn't. I, I really was thoughts and you know, prayers. Who wants your thoughts and prayers? Yeah, exactly. Well, <clears throat> you know, I bet I, but I did. Hey, praying for you and, you know, best wishes to you and the whole thing. And somebody, you're right, close to him. Because, I mean, look at Barack Obama when he went in and when he came out. It ages you. Look at George W. Bush when he went in and when he came out. Yeah, but you not know? Donald Trump. Well, it, that's because <laughs> Donald looks bad if you take the orange and the hair and the whole thing. Like, if you just, like, really got him straight out of the shower. There's a lot of stuff going on there that's not going to look real good to you guys. But we're seven months into what I called Hillary. I'm with her 2020, and we're 17 days into hashtag Moomoo Watch. Remember, folks, remember, folks, it's Moomoo Watch. The pantsuits are coming out these days. You're seeing more and more pantsuits. As long as she's in a Moomoo, you're safe, but the pantsuits are out. On the subject of Hillary and 2020. It really is. uh, In an interview with PBS NewsHour, Hillary Clinton, oh, she is really fanning those flames of a rumor that she is going to run again. Listen to what she had to say. 
It truly is remarkable how obsessed he remains with me. Uh, but this latest tweet is, um, you know, so uh, typical of him. Uh, nothing has been more examined and looked at than my emails. We all know that. So he's either lying or delusional or both. There was no subpoena, as he uh, says in a tweet this morning. Um, so maybe there does need to be a rematch. I mean, obviously, I can beat him again. Beat him again. I is where does she live? <laughs> la la land. <laughs> yeah. It's not the White House. It's not yeah. the White House. I can she tell was, you that. I mean, did you hear one? And, and got to give credit to, to Benny from TPUSA who tweeted this out. He's like, here she is in a crappy Hampton Inn conference room with horrible <laughs> acoustics, mm-hmm. you know, in doing this little interview on PBS NewsHour. You know, you know, she's not giving it from the Oval Office. She's not giving it from the West Wing. She's not giving it from the Rose Garden. I mean, they're, they're sitting in here in this little whatever, probably got muffins sitting over to the yeah. <laughs> I like how she, said, she says, I can beat him again seconds after calling him delusional. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think you understand what this word means. Um, I, I do not think she's running again. I mean, I, I will be on Moomoo Watch. I have no... Be on Moomoo Watch. Like, I, I, I trust your science, obviously, uh, Chad. Um, but I, I don't think she's going to run. I mean, I think, look, you, you want to sell books? Well, you have a country that is completely obsessed with the presidency and seems to think of nothing else. If you act as if you're going to run for president, you're going to be more in the public eye. People are going to talk about you. Your book's going to sell more. Blah, 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 blah. That's an unhealthy thing about our country and also Hillary Clinton. But uh, our country as a whole is way too obsessed with the presidency, way too obsessed with it, no matter who has it. I mean, like this country was not designed so that we were like constantly focused on one person. We developed the country to stop doing that. Mm -hmm. There was a king situation. We were not happy about it. So we decided to all go to another place and pick a thing where we didn't have to think. We had a representative uh, democracy, a constitutional republic where we can have people go and do these (coughs) things. And we're not supposed to have to think about them. We we send people like you to Congress and then you're supposed to think about them and we can live our lives. We have now like transformed into this thing that basically takes every issue. And boils it down to whether Donald Trump is either tweeting about it or what he thinks or how he influenced it or how he's changed the culture to create this event. Sometimes Donald Trump is just unrelated, unrelated to the story. And no one can seem to to, you know, to 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 get to that place anymore. Yeah. Catalina, what do you make of her comments? I just think it's she's trying to stay relevant, obviously. I mean, no shot across the board. Uh, but it it just shows you how out of touch somebody is as well, right? Mm-hmm. And then even so, how out of touch the whole Democrat uh, presidential candidacy is right now. I mean, the fact that there are so many socialists out there and, and it's it just seems that they're so fractured and the fact that she's even trying to talk about it just shows how, again, ridiculous this all yeah. is. I mean, no one's talking about Hillary if they had somebody good. Right. Right. Like, right. That's exactly. the thing. They just yeah. don't have a good candidate. They're right. like, oh, you yeah. know who's going to be good? Is Elizabeth Warren? But that's where we're at right now yeah. is Elizabeth Warren. Poor because, man, I mean, You know, Biden, it, look, Biden's got to answer some questions. They don't want Biden answering certain questions. <laughs> so Biden's kind of lost a lot of the luster that was there. And and, and Bernie, you know, he's not feeling well. It's just a little cough. Yeah. You know, it, it it's not good. So it is interesting to see that Biden's polling has not actually fallen off through mm-hmm. this, um, which is, is is notable. And what's happened is Elizabeth Warren has picked up some of Bernie's yeah. polling, um, but it, he has not actually declined through all of this. 
Um, and, you know, again, I think, you know, he came out today and called for impeachment. He's tried to be a little bit more aggressive on it. I mean, he should just come in and own this thing and mm-hmm. just just go for it. If you're going to run for president, you're going to have to get in the middle of this stuff. Well, does, yeah. again, does he even want to be president? Because reporters are asking him to make his case and he won't. <laughs> no. he literally well, he, says, he, you're exactly right about that because to. he keeps saying, well, we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about this man who's done things that no president's ever done. Yeah. He's not talking about his own campaign. Right. I'm not talking about himself. That's really, to me, not the way to yeah. get the nomination. But yeah. hey, what do I know? Uh, all right, yesterday's poll, what is Trump's best nickname for the Democrats? Uh, we gave you a couple different options there. Pocahontas won. Ah. Pocahontas won. It was 46%. Shifty Schiff, uh, no, Crooked Hillary came in next at 26%. Shifty Schiff came in at 21%. Sleepy Joe was 8%. I, mean, I am proud to see the Sleepy Joe was the 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 last one. That's problematic. That's the, for, uh, that's the worst one. For, for the president, too. I mean, like, this yeah. could be his main contender. He needs to come up with a different nickname. Pocahonky. Pocahonky. Pocahonky's I like, but, uh, but we, Fo- we like Pocahontas. 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 Yeah. I mean, that makes more sense. <laughs> I like I want to, I kind of want it to be Beto so it could be Sweaty Beto. So, I, oh. <laughs> uh, I love Sweaty Beto. I forgot Beto. about Sweaty Beto. Uh, or Sweto. <laughs> Sweto would be fantastic. Pregnant Pocahontas, because now, you know, oh, we're all pregnancy. Yeah. yeah, 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 we talked about that yesterday. What, what do you think of that? Stupid. A lot of people call me. He's a liar, right? Listen, listen here's a, let, let me tell you. Turkey has now invaded, and seven civilians are dead today. Yeah. That, that, that's what we're talking about. And we're talking about the crazy stuff like Matt Lauer and, and all this kind of stuff. I mean, people are dying around this world, and we're dealing with all these things. And, and people are oppressed in China. That's real news. Things are happening like that. Yeah. And we're worrying about the most asinine things in the world with all this stuff. Now, me, I'm, I'm happy to... Have Mumu watch and have fun and, and poke it and all that stuff. But golly, the stuff we focus on and we think is important has absolutely, it's just gotten ludicrous. I think people are so sick of that, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, there we are, we all have our own lives, and the fact that then you turn on the news and there's so mm-hmm. much negativity on on dumb headlines half the time when there are real issues that need to be solved, there are real problems problems globally uh let's again go back to what matters Mm -hmm. and and again that's why i think people are going to be elected in this cycle that actually want to serve and want to be public servants because right now nobody's listening to the everyday american what okay so so you you brought up uh syria what is your take on uh president trump uh president trump's decision in syria to uh to remove the troops this is a tough one. I mean, we need to look at the entire picture. I think uh, especially if we have an issue over there, then uh, I am not in favor of having our military there when we, number one, don't know how to solve the problem. Um, but two, uh, in a lot of ways, he needs to do his job as well mm-hmm. and as commander-in-chief, and people need to respect that. Okay. Um, and again, tell everyone, if they didn't catch it the first time, where can they uh, go to learn more about your campaign? CatalinaForCongress.com. All right. Uh, okay, let us know. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Today's poll. Oh, we were just talking poll. about yesterday's poll. How dare you? Today's poll. Polls. I, I don't know what they would have done if I hadn't read the poll question for today. They They'd have know. no idea where to find it. And they wouldn't know which way to vote to annoy you. Yeah. Which is the most important part of these. I'm not letting on. Plunged. I I know. (laughs) I'm not letting on which way I want you to vote on this poll. Thank Mm -hmm. you very much. Today's poll is: Is Hillary going to run in 2020? Oh. I don't know which one I want you to vote for. 
I don't know which one you do either. Who knows? <laughs> I don't think she I don't think is. She is. I mean, but I agree I, with you. I like yeah. to joke about it, but I don't think she is. She's selling books right now. Yeah. Hey, God bless capitalism. Amen. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you think. You can go to The Blaze's Twitter and vote on our very, very highly scientific poll. <laughs> Share the results in scientific journals, magazines, everything you want. This one might be a 50-50. You think? I think this one could be a close little It could be really close. Yeah. Yeah. It could be really I close. Right. I think you're right. Because it's, be really, it's not really an opinion. Yeah, it's not like a... Like yeah. a, a personal opinion yeah. on policy. It's mm-hmm. just, do you think she's going to run or not? Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I really don't think she's going to, I but I, she is I, you know... It's fun to, it's fun second, to talk about, though. You, right, like, you have incredible relevance mm-hmm. in our society yeah. for every second you let people believe you're running for president. Yeah. The second you say you're not, you're gone. And I mean, I mean not right? so much for Tom Steyer, though. Or Wayne Messam. Uh, first of all, I, if you <laughs> or... want my Steyer defense rant, I will give it to you. I've got one. Uh, if anyone's interested, that may be a future program. Um, but, uh, you know, Steyer is an interesting point. Steyer had, uh, you know, he ran all these ads. He, he raised all this money. He got all these email addresses. He said, I, I might run, I might run. And he's like, ah, no, I'm not going to run. Everyone completely forgot about him. Then he's like, okay, now I'm going to run. And now he's going to be in the next debate. Like, he's actually risen. Yeah. I mean, his... He actually deserves, my, my rant is basically, he deserves more coverage mm-hmm. than people like Beto and Cory Booker. He's outperforming them yeah. in all of these Indeed. early states. And, they don't, and the Democrats don't want to cover him yeah. because he's rich. Mm-hmm. He's doing it in an unfair way. He's a billionaire, and that doesn't count. We don't like them. And, it's, and I don't think he can win the nomination. But the fact that Beto gets on freaking television over this guy is completely ridiculous well, at this point. But he's, he drops F-bombs. Yeah, that's so true. He gets on edgy. Yeah. yeah, and he's got those guns, edgy. those huge arms. Yeah, Ooh, massive, <laughs> rock solid. Talk about gun confiscation. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know what you think. Wait, uh, do you think Beto's good looking? Oh yeah, it's a. This is oh, it. This is it. We ask no. every female. No. Okay. Politics Thank aside. you. Yeah, no. Thank you. He's too lanky, right? Yeah, he's not not my type. But. <laughs> he's got the flailing arms and. He's, he's like one of those guys out in front of the furniture mattress store. <laughs> yes, the inflatable. The personality. I mean, who could? Looks aside, right? <laughs> yeah. Like I couldn't sit down with the man. But for even more not than five looks aside, right? Well, <laughs> <laughs> personality aside, yeah. and yeah. just focus on looks because yeah. that's what we do that's here at Blaze TV. That's yeah. what we do. We just we're focus shallow, on yeah. and we like it. <laughs> Mile wide and an inch deep. We are the swamp, <laughs> right here. Catalina, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. Good luck. And, thanks for yeah, having me. Guys. Sorry about uh, sorry about this one. Yeah. <laughs> She's welcome. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.